Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking all about Splatoon, Pokemon, and more. We've got a review of Fallen Angels, and uh, we're also going to be talking about Mario Kart 8. Uh, but this is recorded on August 4th, sorry, August 15th, uh, 2022. And uh, my name is Steve, and so glad to talk video games with you guys. Uh, also joined, of course, with, uh, with Barry. So hey, hey Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure to be here. And uh, I can't believe it's been two weeks already. It just feels like yesterday we did the last episode. And I, I had to look at my calendar. Oh, crap. We have Nintendo Fuse tonight? Yeah. No. That's yeah. what happens when you get absorbed into a video game. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, join my Greg. Hey, Greg. How's, how are you? Things are going good. Don't think I missed, uh, missed your mistake on the 14th. So, Steam. Steve time travel confirmed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so close, so close. Hey, at least I'm not jumping whole months or years now. It's just one day. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, thank you all for joining us live. Uh, some I, I, we see several people in the the chat, and if you've never joined us live, we go live every other Monday uh, evening for the uh, for the podcast, and we'd love to to have you in the chat, uh, both on YouTube and Twitch. And so, uh, anything that we talk about tonight, games we've been playing, and the news, all that stuff, we'd love to interact with you all throughout the uh, the podcast recording in the chat room. So let us know what you think about uh, all that stuff. Let us know what we've been playing or what you have been playing. And uh, we will uh, interact with you uh, as much as we can throughout the throughout the episode. Also, if you have not subscribed to us um, on... Um, sorry, I'm just realizing that uh, I have a, bu- a couple of buttons that are missing. Um, but if you've not subscribed to us on, on Twitter, uh, make sure you do that at Nintendo Fuse. And also we have a Discord um, that you can, you can join us. Um, both of those links are going to be in the show notes, the YouTube description. We'd love for you to uh, join us and uh, just chat in between the episodes about video games or just life in general. Check in with each other. We have a growing community over uh, both on, on Twitter and uh, Discord, and we'd love to interact with you all over there um yeah so here we are at episode 256 moving in closer to the end of the uh the year probably already thinking about our our games of the year we already know what barry's gonna say like it's not even a secret at this point barry how many hours you got in on xenoblade so far oh you're muted we'll get to that when uh we get to the games (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> Greg, where are, you, where are you leaning? Is it going to be Xenoblade as well? <laughs> I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. <laughs> My guess I know Barry would like not. it for me to say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have it reserved at the local library, so I'm waiting on my copies. So one of these podcasts you will hear me talking about on either how much I'm enjoying the game or how much it's a load of garbage. But um, <laughs> It's going to be one or the other. Nothing in between. <laughs> <laughs> no in between with Greg. <laughs> It's the game either gets a 10 or a two. There's no other number. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know what you guys have been playing in the chat or afterwards. If you're watching this after the fact, uh, just throw that in the, uh, the comments as well here on YouTube. We'd love to know what you've been playing, but uh, let's get into what we have been playing and uh, yeah, Barry, tell us all about Xenoblade and anything else that you may have gotten to in, in between your sessions (laughs) with Xenoblade. Uh, yeah, I think I, if there's I any other game that there's not Xenoblade, that he should he just should not uh, not have played Xenoblade enough. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, so uh, on the Switch, uh, still playing Pokemon Unite, doing the you know just like two matches, three matches every night with with my wife. Uh, still enjoying it very much. So it just just a lot of fun. I don't do ranked anymore, really. I just 
I just play quick matches and just have fun. I've learned I get too angry at people during ranked when they cause me to lose points because they're just <laughs> not really playing well. So I, it's better if I just do the quick matches where there's no real loss. Um, Mario Kart 8, which we'll be talking about, I, I did do the uh, booster course uh, wave 2. Uh, Tetris 99, uh, I did play uh, four of the six days where they had the uh, the themes, the special themes where you can get for 10 points. Uh, really easy to get them. I was missing four of them. So I got those four. So I did play some Tetris 99. Uh, a game called Book Quest, which we'll be talking more in depth next week for a game chat. And of course, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, I am now done with the game. Mm-hmm. I have actually put it back in its case and put it on the shelf until new content. Uh, to answer your question, Steve, I think I finished the game at around one, between 100 and 110 hours. And that was with me just exploring, doing a ton of side quests. There was literally a day where I'm like, all right, I'm going to do like these two hero quests and then I'm going to move on with the story. And it, it was, suddenly it was eight o'clock at night and I was just doing more hero quests and more side quests and I hadn't moved on. And I was like, all right, tomorrow I'm doing just story. Uh, there was just so much content and so much to do. Uh, it's great. But then afterwards, I did the post game. I got every hero. I got every hero capped. Uh, and, you know, at least their ascensions to, to 20. I got all the soul hacks, which means I defeated all the unique monsters all over. Um, it just sounds like a lot. It's really easy because a lot of it's just teleportation. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. And I did every quest. I got all the reputations up. At least every quest I found. Uh, absolutely a joy of a game. Uh, just... Just great. And I will say this, as someone who loves Xenoblade 1, Xenoblade 2, Torna, Future Connected, and X, I had this in my head of where the story was going to go. I'm like, oh, the story's going to go this way, and I'm picturing all this in my head. And it did not. Everything I was picturing in my head, that didn't happen. So I think what I could say is I love the story. I love where they went with it. I love that they they did change things up. I do feel it was sort of a um, red herring with Future Connected because they're like, pay attention to Future Connected. That's how the future of Xeno 3. And I don't see the connection there. Hmm. And I was like, Wait, what What in Future Connected led to this? I feel like there's a lot missing. And that may be what this new scenario they're adding, this new story scenario, the, the, the equivalent of Torna. Um, this might take place as a prequel again before mm-hmm. three that will explain this, or it could come after. Uh, either way, it has me super excited for Xeno Four, and it's one of those things where they designed this where if you don't play Xeno One or Two, you can play Xeno Three, you can completely enjoy the story and have a great time. And if you've played Xeno One and you played Xeno Two, you're gonna get those little things that will make you go, "Oh my God!" Just little like a moment where something transpires and instead of like Xenoblade 3 music, they're playing a remix of a Xenoblade 2 song and I legit started tearing up. I was just like, oh my god. Like, I know where this is going at this mm. point and that musical cue is perfect. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of those the Xeno 1 uh, stuff, Xeno 2. Uh, but again, it's, it's not necessary. Uh, it's definitely more uh, fulfilling those small parts, but again, it's don't be intimidated like oh i have to play these other two giant rpgs to enjoy this one no you absolutely do not uh and i in fact i hope you start with three and then it makes you want to go back to one and two but it's just it's just that um but i did did move on um because i'm done with three so i started my next game uh which on the ps it's on the switch too but i'm playing the ps5 version uh which is called yuri kill uh the culmination games and what this is this is a visual novel 
slash shmup. It is a very weird hybrid system of a visual... It's actually, oh, it's actually more. It's like a visual novel escape room and shmup combo. Um, so it's, it's a really weird thing, and it somehow works. So the basis, just blank basis, is you have these five teams, and each team contains a prisoner who has been sentenced to jail, and they've been, they've been broken out by this, I guess, organization. I'm still early in the game. And they are paired with an executioner. And the executioner is just a person. And the executioner has a button that they could push at any time to, like, inject you with poison. you got, like, this uh, neck uh, thing around your neck. And it will go inject you with poison and kill you. So at the, end, the executioner is never in danger. And you've got to go through these scenarios, you know, what they're called, like, amusements or, or attractions in this amusement park. And, you have to, and all the attractions have to do with the murders. Or, or the arson or whatever it is that this person went to jail for thievery, you know, and, and it, all the executioners are actually tied to the case. So at you play the prisoners pleading with them, please don't kill me. Maybe I'm innocent. Let me try and prove it. And it gets a little Denk and Rampa there with like the, or, or Phoenix Wright with the jury where you've got to plead your innocence while doing an escape room, while doing these attractions and figuring it out. And then to plead your final case, you go into a virtual reality shmup where you have to fight them and a shmup and fight waves of enemies and go through these levels and, and you use cases like, oh, well, I'm innocent and here's why I can prove it. I found this piece of evidence and let me present it to you. So it's it's as hybrid of visual novel escape room like like Zero Escape, shmup with some Dankenrampa and Ace Attorney trial stuff, all mismatched into this crazy thing and so far it's working i'm still hmm. early in the game it's on switch as well um I, I i i've heard enough good things i absolutely want to try this so uh so far i'm enjoying it i've only started today so i'm very very early in the game but uh i actually give it a recommendation hmm. just from what i played it, it's just really weird very quirky i love that kind of stuff uh other than that still playing final fantasy 14 on the pc uh waiting for 6.2 coming out later this month and Mario Kart Tour, pretty heavy in Mario Kart Tour lately. Since my wife got into it, I'm helping her out and doing the doing the tournaments still, and just having a blast. Cool, cool. Let's go to the chat real quick, um, and we see that Jakester has been playing Triangle Strategy. Finally finished Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Kept playing Mario and Luigi Dream Team and the Fire Emblem Echoes. Also started Super Mario Galaxy and finished the Terrace. That's like quite a bit you've been playing there, Jakester. Um, also, looks like uh, Kevin is asking if uh, we have played uh, Cult of Lamb um, and ask if we've ever started a cult. Um, and no, no, I've never started a cult, uh, Kevin. But I don't know if he's talking about in the game or in real life. But neither. I've never. I don't know. You, have you guys started a cult? Speak for yet? yourself, man. <laughs> So don't, uh, we have, don't we have a cult following here for Nintendo Fuse? Well, that's that's a different story. That's that's we don't <laughs> we don't serve Kool Aid and do weird things here. But, um, well, maybe you don't, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, what have you uh, been playing over the last uh, couple of weeks since we last talked? All right, so pretty much the. Usual uh, suspects like Fire Emblem Heroes, obviously, so I don't need to throw that at the end. There's going to be the Choose Your Legends thing starting here um, in a few days, so we'll have another Fate channel to show off the newest uh, um, Choose Your Legends characters. 
So pretty excited all about all of that. Um, it would surprise Barry, but I actually did jump back into Pokemon Unite. Like my daughter felt like she wanted to jump into it, and she saw like, oh, Glaceon's available. She's like, oh, now I have to play like every day and gotta unlock Glaceon and gotta get it. Glaceon's the best. And like, all right, so let's <laughs> suffer through a few quick battles there just to get the missions done, and then it's still not playing nearly as enjoyable as it was. Like I don't know what it is. Like I was just going towards like the first thing, just collecting up and trying to level up here, like my Pokemon. And then I, I'd get crossed with the other team members and they were already like level nine. And I was like, hmm. what the heck? I can't even, I'm like still level four. Like, I don't know what the heck is going on. Like, why is there this huge difference? And so I'm just getting like destroyed. Hmm. So they were like level 15 and I was like only like level 10 and, and still getting cream. So I don't know what's why hmm. it was you gotta, so You got to kill them more. Killing I killed Pokemon every single Pokemon. I, I killed every wild Pokemon going to the top <laughs> of the map, and then they're already attacking my base as I'm finishing off another Pokemon. And they're already like level, like level seven, level eight, and I'm like level four. So I just <laughs> get creamed because I don't have any good moves or my moves don't do any damage. Hmm. Are there? It's and been a while since I played. Do they do they have up uh, like upgrades that automatically get you at a certain level when you start? Maybe they don't maybe give you upgrades idea. like instant, but there's there's uh, gear that you could equip. So if you have like level one gear and they have level thirty gear, they're gonna have an advantage. And mm -hmm. they just added Pokemon emblems with all the different Pokemon that give you new boosts as well. So if they have emblems and you don't, there there's gonna be a severe disadvantage there for mm -hmm. you, which is yeah, unfortunate so like going into quick match because it's gonna pair you with anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the first two quick matches, we just got destroyed. Like I, the first one, we like didn't even like score any goals. Like the entire team didn't, and we just got crushed. Mm. Like they were just destroying, putting points in at our base, and all four of us were just leaving the base, getting killed by their <laughs> level fifteen Pokemon, and we're like all like level ten or less. Mm. So I don't know what was going on there, but that I, wasn't at very this fun. point. What I've learned from <clears throat> those games and like Rocket League, Greg, just blame it on your teammates. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's always there. It's fault. always there. Never yours. <laughs> yeah, just two of the teammates. Me and my daughter did perfectly fine. We were That's right. we were That's right. running the team. If it wasn't Actually. for them, yeah. <laughs> there are actually one matches where I've won where my wife and I were the only two that scored and they did nothing. I was like, yeah, okay, nice. we literally did win this match. <laughs> yeah, other than. The unenjoyable Pokemon Unite experience. We did play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I really enjoyed like the new courses and got to even play with my brother a little bit yesterday. So that was also fun there. Um, also was playing some Fallen Angel, which we'll be talking about right after we're done talking about these games. Um, still playing Animal Crossing, still designing my island and keeping up with things. I'm getting pretty close to finishing the art museum section, so then the museum will be a full 100% complete. Like Everything else has been done for ages now, but just that stinking art stuff has been taking forever because mm -hmm. it always gives me the art that I already have or yeah. gives me fakes. So it was been a long time coming. I even try to go to Harv's Island all, each day just to buy a fake piece just so it spawns in a new piece of mm -hmm. art to try to get ones I don't have. So slowly but surely chipping that down. And then there is a reason behind um, the shirt. Um, I actually did get Kirby Star Allies from the library, so I can try that out as Forgotten Land was pretty incredible. Um, me and my daughter, Belle, were playing like, uh, the first few levels in the first world, and it was pretty fun. It's like a little platformer thing, and you could invite like other 
characters to join you kind of like super mario brothers u style and like you kind of all work together and destroy other enemies and you can befriend other ones and switch them out it's kind of cool how these use up the different powers and stuff like you can also mix and match like power up your teammates like you can power up the um, sword with like fire and stuff so like it makes like a fire sword attack or whatever so it's pretty in depth from what i've seen so far and hoping to play some more while i still have the game for the rest of the month nice and that's what i've been up to and my birthday is done friday so hoping to see if i get any more games or anything else that comes out later this week nice nice well let's sing happy birthday to greg barry you start happy birthday <laughs> to greg you're actually doing it happy i wasn't birthday. sure <laughs> why would i not i don't know i just thought, <laughs> I I thought hope everyone hears this <laughs> i thought he'd throw you really? off and you're like what, what? well uh, steve, steve you just totally see this greg i'm wishing you a happy birthday steve is know, all like oh to he's say. really gonna wish you <laughs> no, yeah i'm really gonna do it come on i wish you happy birthday i just thought i'd throw i throw you off by asking you to sing all of a sudden but no you just didn't even miss a beat so i'm i'm impressed Steve, I am so disappointed in you that you would expect me to not throw in the towel. <laughs> we should sing in the chat too. You guys take it away. I'm not singing on the podcast, but I'll just say happy birthday, Greg. I think Barry was going to give me a copy of Xenoblade Three for my birthday, right? Oh, there you go. I'm 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 waiting to see your your experience with the library. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, everybody throw throw your happy birthday to Greg in the chat and the comments and be sure to uh, let him know on, on Friday in our Discord as well. Um, yeah, so looks like everybody's chatting a lot about uh, continue to talk about uh, Trigger Witch as well. People talking Trigger Witch in the in the chat and uh, looks like a lot of other indie games and stuff people are talking about. So, um, yeah. So keep throwing what you've been talking about in the uh, the chat room. And let us know. Uh, I have been playing, of course, Rocket League. Um, also got back to uh, Fall Guys a little bit. Um, so played a little more rounds like that. And I love that that I do have it um, on everything. I think I mentioned this on my previous podcast, but it's, it's free to play. And then I have it pretty much on every system uh, now. So I'm like, it's, it's great to just jump in, play a few rounds, move on. Um, and, uh, there was a, there was a mode, I don't know if it's still up right now, but they, they were at a mode that was all, uh, like soccer themed. And so that was fun. There was just like golden goals. So it was just like one goal and you're done. And I actually won a couple, uh, rounds that way because it was based on teams. Um, so that was fun. And I got some trophies that I normally wouldn't have gotten because I've never won an entire game, but because it was a team based thing and, uh, was able to move through quickly, I was able to, to play several rounds and, and actually won a couple times. So that was fun. Um, also played multiverses. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, have tried it out yet. Yep. Um, there's a lot of love around this game. I am not one of those people. Um, I, yeah, I think it, I mean, it is still in beta to their defense. Um, so it's not fully rolled out yet, but it definitely feels like it's not fully rolled out yet. It is not fully polished like it should be. And the only thing that I kept thinking is I want my Smash Brothers back. Um, I just wanted to be <laughs> like to launch Smash Brothers and play that instead. Um, like I, I don't I, I thought it was cool that it was free to play. So I went ahead and downloaded it. But then you're only limited to Superman and and uh, who is it? Shaggy, I think um, is that, that's all you can play as or something. And then, then like 
I don't know, like you can unlock some characters the more you play, but the rest of them you have to pay to play or pay to unlock them and all this stuff, and which totally makes sense. But as I start adding it up, I'm like, I could sink in way more than 60 bucks into this game if I wanted the full experience. And then the the menu system is way overly complicated. It's It's like a lot of the other free-to-play style menus where it's like, oh, some stuff's over here and some stuff's over here and some stuff's down here. And we're not going to explain any of it to you. You're just going to have to figure it out by clicking everywhere. And and uh, yeah, I, I, after a while, I was just like, I played it for like a half an hour, hour or so. And I was like, no, I'm done. Um, if I want to experience like this, I'm just going to go back to Smash. So yeah. See, You're not alone. I had that same experience. And I think if it was just like an indie smash brothers clone i could see doing a free-to-play with the ip attached to this i think this would be better off like right now while it's in beta that's fine let it be beta let it be free uh to test out but i think if they just did the retail package with all characters unlocked 60 dollars all that stuff no free-to-play bullcrap and then they just did like a fighter expansion pass like smash brothers did i think they would make money I, with those ip i think it would be attached um, and if they wanted to do a free version that was literally just a few characters that, you know, you can go online to experience it, that's fine too. But like you said, it, it, when I played it, the menus did definitely lagged and it felt, it felt like they were trying to take advantage of me and my wallet. Like, mm. oh, you don't need this costume, but you totally need this costume. And oh, you better make sure you're doing all these daily stuff because otherwise you won't get these characters. And I'm like shoving in my face. I had the same, and it, it played okay, but it, like you, I, I just, like, I shouldn't be playing Smash Brothers. Like, yeah. why am I playing this? Right. Yeah. And there's a couple of the buttons that it's so hard when you get into that style of a game. My, my muscle memory totally expects the controls of Smash Brothers. And I know you can, you can like re, re, uh, redo the, the controls to your liking, but I didn't at the beginning and I, I was totally jumping with the wrong button and doing all these different things. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I won. <laughs> when I went online and played, I was like, I won, I beat everybody, but I didn't have a fun experience. So it didn't make me want to, you know, keep going back more and more. Um, looks like a lot of people in the chat are uh, also not excited about multiverses. So either they played it, um, didn't like it, or also uh, have no interest in playing it. So I, I thought I was alone, but it uh, seems like, you know, right here in this Nintendo Fuse uh, cult community, um, we have, uh, you know, some, some like-minded people here against uh, multiverses. So... Um, also played some Fallen Angel, which we'll talk about in just a bit, and also Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that we'll talk about in just a bit. So yeah, I got a, a few more games that I uh, that I normally do. Um, not a whole lot of gaming going on this last couple of weeks, but uh, a couple more games than than just Rocket League. So that's always fun. <laughs> that's an improvement. <laughs> it's an improvement for sure. Uh, Barry, we got uh, yeah this game chat all about Fallen Angel. You want to kick it off? Let us know a little bit about this game, and then we can dig into our playtime with it. Sure. So, uh, first off, thank you to V Publishing uh, for providing us with codes to review this game. So, this game called Fallen Angel. It's like I said, published by V Publishing. Uh, this is an action adventure role playing strategy game. Uh, this came out July nineteenth, twenty twenty two, so just under a month ago as of this recording. And you play Lucifer. You literally play Lucifer, who has been cast down by God, and you have to work your way back up by killing the archangels and gaining new relics and pretty much 
saying like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm innocent. I, I'm innocent. And, you know, despite that, it's not a, like a religious heavy game at all. It's very loosely based on it. All the characters have different, you know, like the, the drawings are really cool. Uh, it's got local co-op, which I didn't get to play. But the nice thing is this is not a roguelike game. This is a very, you know, it's a static game. So every world you go, you know, every level you go to is always going to be the same. And you can traverse it. It's very open-ended. You can go any way you want. But you have to defeat all the archangels in order to to beat the game. There's quests, there's subquests. There's different characters to interact with. The bosses are all unique. And when you beat the bosses, you actually gain, like Mega Man style, you gain one of their abilities. Uh, tons of abilities, tons of relics that you could equip and create your own load uh so let's go to you greg first uh thoughts on this i only got a, like a little bit of play time in it but like the i've only done like the first like two or three levels but what i did play was i found to be incredibly difficult i found myself dying quite frequently in like the first like the, the second and third level that i was playing um there was pretty much just like a bunch of enemies that just spawn like right when the level starts then they like they killed me a few times when i initially started and then after i took them down then like a boss appeared and then he took me down several times before i like got that figured out because um i was using all the healing options available and i was still getting creamed and couldn't really get a lot of hits in to take him down um but i did finish him off right when i had finish my playtime with it so i mean it has been a pretty solid game but i did think that the difficulty spike jumped up quite a bit between like the first level and the second level because it was i found myself dying significantly more um thankfully there's not like a live system so you just pretty much just respawn and repeat the stuff that you've already done but um obviously i would have preferred to have like a checkpoint in between like the starting the level and then that one level with the boss like the first angel but um other than that, it was a pretty solid and fun experience for me. I don't know what you thought of it, Steve. Yeah, I, that's interesting that you you talk about the the difficulty spike in between levels because I actually thought it was fairly easy, um, but until I got to that first boss, then I felt the difficulty ramped up a lot for that first boss. But I I didn't find it as much before that. But as soon as I got to him, I was like, oh wow, like. Before I was just running through, smashing the the attack button, and and that was it. But all of a sudden, I got to him, and I'm like, oh, I've got to finally use these other moves I have um, that I haven't been using up until this point. So I I also f saw the difficulty ramp up, but later than what you did. But but also, well, I think it was around the same point. It was like the level that had like all those yellow um, figures that just start like right when you spawn on the level. Yes, it's like the start yeah. of like level two or yep. level three. Like yep. you just like start in the middle and then you're like immediately surrounded by like yep. three or four things. And then a few more spawn after you take those out. And then yep. the boss spawns like immediately after that. And he starts like shooting out his attacks right away too. Yeah. Yep. That's the, it's the same area. Yeah. I, I forgot that it started like that and it was, it was very abrupt. And I think going into that area was, was, yeah, all of a sudden you're there and you're surrounded. And um, yeah, that was, that was a little, jarring i guess the first time and and i think i i made it through them but i definitely died on the boss the the first time around for sure but it is nice that i didn't lose anything like at that point i just spawned back again well started again and uh and was able to to beat him the next time so that that was nice because i feel like like if i if they move me back at the beginning 
yes, while old games always did that, um, it would have been really annoying. <laughs> um, and so I was glad that, yeah, like you said, there's no live system or anything like that. Um, you just, just respawn. Um, yeah, that's how I would have thought the checkpoint would have fit better right before the boss. Like after you take mm-hmm. them out, that would have been more appreciated because every time I died to the boss, I'm like, oh, you know, I got to fight all these <laughs> soldiers once again. And like they really chip you down and like, use some of my healing stuff unless you can get them without taking much damage, which apparently I was awful at dodging. But yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought uh, as well is I feel like it, it does feel like more of a beta in a way like i feel like there's certain things that didn't seem as polished um as they they could have been um and knowing this game has been out for a couple of years on other systems it's, it's interesting um like i feel like the jumping aspect is not clean um thankfully i didn't encounter anything where i had to be really precise with the jumping um but it was very floaty it seemed like and so it didn't it didn't make the the game difficult at all but it was just weird to have a very floaty jump um later on you do of course um get wings and things like that that make it even more floaty on purpose um but in the beginning um it felt very floaty but again you don't need to be really precise with your jumps so it was okay it just didn't it didn't match the overall experience i think and so speaking of the overall experience i'll, I'll get into this before i pass it back to you barry i I was shocked. I don't think I expected when I when when you passed over the code and we got it. Um, it's it's classified as an RPG, and so I went in with this mindset of turn based RPG. Okay, I got to set make sure I have enough you know time set down and everything. This is more of a Zelda RPG like style, yes. and it's action based and everything. So I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to because of the the or the the way the game is. Um, I thought it was going to be, you know, a, di- a completely different experience. So um, so, yeah, I, I was really pleased uh, with that. And I love, you know, moving around kind of top down kind of um, action, you know, oriented and the RPG elements were not overwhelming at all, um, which I really like about that because it wasn't you know a ton of stuff that we had to dive into or anything so but yeah back to you barry what do you think so yeah i uh i finished the game uh i just got absorbed into it it's just it like the difficulty uh i felt that first boss i beat him without dying but what i had to do was like you said it was like i had to start using abilities i was like all right i can't just go up and smack him so that's when i started using the gun so i was like i was roll away i would use the gun and kind of kite him around and I was like, oh, this is doing some damage. And then he went to like one of the pillars and I would have to shoot the pillar. And I was like, all right, this is teaching me. I can't just button mash. That's what this boss is doing to me. Have to use the roll, have to dodge, have to, you know, be strategic about it. And then after that boss, it opens up. It opens up. You go to the ho- this hotel where it's like, oh, you know, you, this is like your hub. And then you get the teleport. Uh, pillars you could teleport around the world and you can go north you can go east you can go west it doesn't matter you go wherever you want you you can't beat the game until you found all the angels and and defeat all the bosses and get all the moves and i like that because it, it leaves you like if you go east and you're like oh man i just got creamed let me go west uh i will say i went into this game thinking i'm going to attack and kill everything like zelda like i'm just gonna kill everything that is the worst mentality in this game. Do not, do not fight everything. There are plenty of times where you just need to go past enemies because they will drain you of everything you have. Uh, there are some tough regular enemies. Uh, the bosses are all very cool. I love the way um, they just 
each mechanic is different. Each of the abilities is different. The, the relics you can equip, uh, none of them truly feel overpowered. And there was some really cool combinations. Uh, like one of them, I, I, there was, this was one boss that you have to fight. And they are, it's like a one-on-one. -on -one. It's super difficult. And I was, I was ready to throw my controller down. I was like, I can't do this. And I was looking through my relics and I found a cool combination where it was like, you deal, you know, you take more damage, but you deal like 500% more damage when you're under 33% HP. And I was like, use that with the ability to drain and heal as I hit and it was just like a, I was just smacking him. And once they got me under 33% one hit, I just like killed him. And I was like, yeah, okay, that was pretty cool. Like I wouldn't use this for regular enemies. It's too risky. But for for this boss, it worked. And it, there's a lot of situational uh, abilities to equip. And uh, I like that. Um, you know, you can get duplicates, which I can't, found kind of weird. Like I got a, a relic that increases my attack and then I got another one. And I'm like, why do I need two? Is it, is it doubled? But no, it's not. It's just hmm. literally I got two of them because it's random what you get. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes you can get doubles. Um, but but overall, I was very impressed. I, I think the graphics are like Hyperlight Drifter in that sense. Hmm. It's a really cool aesthetic. The story is funny. Like you got mm -hmm. different options you can say to the bosses. You're 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 literally a smart ass, which is fantastic. Do those do those answers? Because I, I haven't played through it multiple times. Do those answers change anything, or you just get to nope. respond different ways? Okay, you get to respond different ways because because okay. I've died to bosses and then I'm like I'm gonna respond a different way and see mm -hmm. what happens. There's, yeah, that's you're, you're gonna have to the first. Yeah. <laughs> I did on that first boss. I did get to hear all three of them, and then I was like, "All right, which one do I want to hear this next time?" Okay, let's try this one this <laughs> next time. Like, oh, I did better when I listened to this one. Let's listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I will say overall, like the length is. I think I beat it between five and six hours, and okay. that was me going around. I, I had to find the last Archangel. I was like, oh, "Where is it? I, I couldn't. I missed it." Um, so it, it's it's one where you could you know, take longer depending on how much you want. But it's not like I'm going to sink 100 hours into this game. It is definitely a, a shorter experience, which I, I do appreciate. Um, actually, right there, I see main story, five and a half hours. So it's it's pretty on the money with what I experienced. Um, so would you, you know, going back to you, Greg, uh, is this something you plan to continue? Yes, because I did enjoy the time with it, even though it was kind of like an unexpected difficulty spike that I had, had talked about. I think it's just kind of more getting more familiarized with the system and um, realizing you can use the other weapons. Like I didn't really figure out the gun until I finally, the time that I actually beat him. Like, I think the game like prompted me like, Oh, you can like hit this to use like a gun. I'm like, I didn't know I had a gun. And then it was just like, wow, this is like stunning him. Now he's like not even attacking. I can go up there and swing <laughs> yeah. the sword at him and get even more damage on him. Like this made him so much easier. I'm like, I wish there was like a, I somehow either missed a tutorial, or wasn't paying there's attention a tutorial when they on the gun. It. Mm -hmm. No, there's a but I totally was gun. not. Yeah, I totally missed that until like it prompted me to like use it and like explained it. Because I mean, I was pretty much like my initial mindset was just going in there, just try to slash him a number of times, jump back, hide behind a pillar, let him do some attacks, and go back in there, try to slash him some more. And there was some times where I got him down like a like a third, like thirty three percent left or whatever, and it was just <laughs> kind of realizing how to do it like with other power-ups and different weapons and 
strategy. So I do plan to continue. I did enjoy my time with it, but there is that initial difficulty spike that me and Steve were talking about. You're just kind of thrown into it and expected to start performing right away, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, I plan on continuing to play it and I think it's definitely one of those games. I, I love the, you know, I've, I've kind of harped on a little bit of the, um, the aesthetic of a lot of games that kind of going back to the, uh, retro kind of graphics and everything, but I was not annoyed by it this time. I was like, it, it fit cause it, it's a little different. Um, it's, it's kind of that, that aesthetic, but it's, but it's a different take on it. And I really liked what I saw. And so, um, but it also looks great in handheld. Um, I actually played this in handheld and will probably continue to play it in handheld. I think it'd be a great experience. Like when I'm traveling here and there and, you know, you can pick it up and play a few levels and, and put it down sort of experience, uh, or you can play for a longer period of time as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's great. The only thing that that I haven't mentioned yet that I was kind of annoyed by um, was and I don't know if you guys had this experience. It may just be my switch, um, maybe because I have a lot of, of games on SD cards or something like that. But it seemed to hang up in the menus quite a bit um, when I first booted up the game. It like it's looked like it was frozen honestly. And then I ended up hitting the button several times, nothing worked. And then all of a sudden I was seeing menus in Italian because apparently I picked Italian as the language, um, somehow <laughs> as I was trying to figure out how to get through the very beginning. And then every once in a while, it still got hung up on different menu systems. The game ran smooth, but the menus got kind of got hung up. So I don't know if that's a glitch. I don't know if it was my, my switch system only, but, but that's, that was kind of annoying. So I hope that gets fixed because that would, it just kind of, it's, it's an unpleasant experience, um, navigating the menus when, when they get hung up like that. But I don't know if you guys got experience like that or not. I don't know uh, if mine was particularly slow, but I do kind of like understand, like I did, um, see like, like that language thing that felt a little bit to come up, but I also wasn't like trying to like, be impatient and just be like, okay, let's load the game and pressing all the buttons. But like after about two minutes of sitting on that screen, I finally started hitting buttons, but yeah, it it took a while. But yeah, then like I did like the language screen load up and then I think there was a few other things that it finalized and then everything just went through smooth and started a new game. But Mm. um, I did think that language things took a little bit to show up though. Yeah. It only has to do that the first time, which is yeah. usually good. Yeah. But yeah, I did the same time when I booted it up. It did have a long, like I thought it was frozen too. Yeah. So I had that the same thing. I'm like, did it freeze? And then it came up. I was like, oh, okay. And when I tried it a couple other times, it was still long. So I'm like, all right, it's it's slower to boot up. And like, that's not that bad. I didn't I didn't have many problems with the menus. Um, yeah, the, I think once or twice it did have a little bit of a, a slowdown at one point. Um, but it was it was very minor. I, I feel like it could be easily altered with a quick patch. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not even like that early startup loading. Like that's not a deal breaker. That's yeah. just with, no. a, with an extra minute, it's, or whatever. It's more just like if you're aware of it, then you just wait. Yeah. Um, but if you're not aware of it, I thought my game broke or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to point start out that. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, just try starting up the Wii U and just pretend like it's gotta wait for it to load. The Wii U, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the um, so this game is fourteen ninety nine. Uh, so we'll go quickly. Greg, would you recommend this game at fourteen ninety nine? Yes, I really enjoyed the small experience I had, and would definitely feel it was justified of 
paying fifteen dollars for this game. Hmm. Interesting. I uh, I would say wait till it's on sale. Um, I think at five and a half hours, um, it's a good five and a half hour experience. I would say, um, haven't even played through it knowing that it's, it's going to be a good five and a half hour experience, but five and a half hours for 15 bucks, probably not going to play through it multiple times. At least I wouldn't, I'd wait till it's on sale for, you know, 10 bucks or less, um, would be my, my, um, recommendation. But, uh, you know, if something like this, you're really into it, then I'd say go for it. But, um, if you're kind of on the fence, this is definitely be one of those games that I would recommend waiting till it's on sale, but definitely still recommend it though. You know, normally I, I'm very picky about a $15 digital game. I'm just, I'm more of a fan of physical anyway, but after playing through it and having the experience, I do think it's worth 15 bucks. Cause I had a really, really good time. Um, if you can get on a sale to me, it's a no brainer. Um, but it's one of those things where if you like action RPGs, if you like Diablo, you know, Zelda, you know, Hades, stuff like that but there's no rogue you know things there's no penalty to death um everything is static if you you go to the right the first time and you die you go to the right you're going to get the same enemies and the, the same stuff is going to be there um i do think it's it is worth it um personally um but uh yeah uh, once again we want to say thank you very much to v publishing for you know letting us review this game and give us the codes uh, and talk about it and, uh, you know, hopefully if this sounds entertaining to you, you go pick this game up too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, another game that we're going to be talking about is uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And we're going to quickly chat about the wave or uh yeah the booster course pass wave two we've uh recently got all these extra courses that come out in wave two and uh in that whole uh selection of of courses we uh got new york minute mario circuit three calamari desert uh waluigi pinball Sydney uh, Sprint, Snowland, Mushroom Gorge, and Sky High Sunday. Uh, so lots of different courses. And again, you can get this uh, by just purchasing the, the booster course, or you can also get it if you are a Nintendo Switch uh, uh, expansion pass uh, member. Uh, so yeah, did you guys get much time with uh, these extra courses? And, and what's your like first impressions of these? Barry, let's go to you first. Uh, yeah, I, I, ran, I did uh, both of the uh, circuits, and uh, I already played, you know, a lot of these versions on tour. In fact, this this came out, like, Sunday, the Sunday course came out on Mario Kart 8, like, a week before it hit tour, because it just came out on tour. But I actually didn't play it until I played on tour first, because I wanted yeah. to finish Xenoblade 3 first before I popped back in Mario Kart 8. Um, so it was interesting to see the difference right away. Uh, I love what they did with, uh, again, New York Minute, where they did each lap as a different thing, again, uh, trying to incorporate all of them. The same with Sydney. Um, they, that's great because there's so many different tour versions, and it's great to just get this one master version with their, all, you know, all of them in there. Uh, I love these courses. I think it's great to uh, 
to see them come back to life. And there's, there's differences, you know, like it's not like, oh, these are just the tour versions brought in. Like, no, they're, these are different than the tour versions. There's actually absolutely new versions or, or new additions they did to the existing courses. Uh, you know, th- th- this is a no-brainer. This is this is the easiest thing they could do until Mario Kart Nine comes out on the Switch Two or Pro or whatever. And uh, I, I'm kind of shocked it took this long to get Wave Two. I feel like we should have been talking about this in July or June even. Uh, you know, like Snowland is one I, I don't think is actually on tour yet. So I'm expecting Snowland in the next you know week or two. Um, and it's just great to see. The, the love, you know, just there's so many for people who don't play tour, these are all new. And for people who, you know, who haven't played the other games in a while, it, it's, it's like a nice refresher or even new. Mm-hmm. So I think they did a great job. I think there's a lot of polish. And of course they also updated coconut mall because we complained about it and they had to update it for us. Yep. Yep. Greg, what'd you think of the new courses? I think this is another incredible batch. Um, the first, batch was very solid and this batch is right there with it if not just slight, like even slightly better than the first eight um i really enjoyed like the tour tour tracks like that barry was talking about with like the new york minute and the sydney one how they differentiate the laps i mean i think that's a very creative twist that they've been doing on just for mario kart tracks in general because it kind of just makes things a little bit different like for like it's not just like oh here's like like playing baby park like you're just going around the same circle like seven times like this is like three unique laps and it's not like completely the same and it's more like ways to remember to go through about through the course so it's not always going to be just uh picture perfect and thinking it's like the same lap each time on that note i was kind of surprised that they mixed up uh calamari desert to that because previously like you just kind of did it as a normal track but this one they have you worked into going on the railroad tracks like on the second lap and like actually taking like that unintended shortcut that was on the 64 so i thought that was really cool and i really enjoyed being able to play like going on the tracks and actually having that as part of the race um that's still one of my favorite tracks from the 64 and one of my favorite tracks like ever in mario kart history so that was Hmm. incredible to be able to play that one again were you going to say something that was there about it? Because of, yeah, that was because of a tour. So what happened was they added Calamari Desert into tour, and it was the N64 version. Um, and then what they did is they did a Calamari Desert 2, where they made it, it was a, it was a instead of a loop, it was a, you know, one, one way race where you had the different checkpoints uh, and you went on the track and it was a completely different version of Calamari Desert. So this version, they actually merged the two um, versions of Calamari Desert. So the first lap is the N64 version, and on the second lap, you're doing two thirds of the other Calamari Desert 2 that was exclusive to tour. Yeah. So it's neat how they're still doing things like that. Yeah, so that was obviously really cool and unusual. I mean, while the Ouija Pinball is another favorite of mine from the DS, so it was great to see that one back as well. Um, Mushroom Gorge was a favorite from Wii, so that was still really cool. And even though they added in like the floaty part of it if the, the blue mushroom in the cave where you just kind of start gliding and that was really cool the way they added that feature in there and the brand new course the sky high sunday was a lot of fun as well it was i was kind of getting like that ninja castle kind of vibe with like some multiple routes right at the beginning with the glide exception so i thought that was a really cool course and a nice addition in general and nice to see 
some course that has like the anti-gravity mechanics. I know that wasn't really present in the first uh, eight courses from the first wave, but as Barry said, I'm surprised we're talking about this in <laughs> mid-August and not like in June and July. I felt I figured that was closer to that e E3 timeframe. We would have had the wave two, but mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know when we'll get wave three. Probably Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I, I'm still really shocked that. Uh both Ninja, the Ninja Course, and Sky High Sunday aren't labeled as tour because, you know, they both either debuted in tour or they debuted a week after in tour, but they were both designed for tour. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird that they're just no game. Like, no, they're tour courses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, It's funny that you, you, a lot of what you guys have said already were, were notes that I took, I took down as well. Um, but yeah, it was fun to just play those those tour car- courses on a, what I will call a regular Mario Kart game um, because I'm not a big fan of tour. But I loved those courses. They were fun. And now to have them in a in a traditional Mario Kart game is is a lot of fun. Um, so it's, it's really cool to that they're bringing those over. Um, I also noticed the Calamari Desert thing. But it's cool to know like that history Barry. I had no idea that they did that, but it totally makes sense now, but it threw me for a loop when I first like started. I was like, wait a second, this is new. Um, but, uh, but it was fun. Um, and it's really easy to get some drifting, uh, boost around, uh, when you're driving on the track, cause you're kind of forced to like drive right behind people when the train's coming. Um, and then yep. yeah, mushroom gorge was, it's fun just to go back. I, I don't know. I also played this handheld. Um, I'm playing with my switch more handheld lately. And, and I realized like, I don't know, it only felt like that on the mushroom gorge, uh, course, but I wasn't able to get the, the trick boosts. Um, by hitting the ZR button. I don't know if it's just my, maybe my Joy-Con um, is not, uh, <laughs> it's worn out, worn out by this point or or what, but I, I didn't feel like I was able to get those trick boosts like I did, you know, playing it on the Wii. I feel like that was really easy to get the during that time. But it was, at that time, it was all, I was still just shake. So maybe it was easier to hit that the right timing when I was shaking my controller instead of hitting a button. Um and then Sky High Sunday. Also, I really enjoyed it. I, I heard that a lot of other people um, didn't really like it as much, but um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it. Like like you said, Greg, it was cool to have another um, anti-gravity uh, focus level. Um, but there were certain times where like I didn't know where I was going and it, I feel like you're going up so much and you're like, then you're going to drop down and there's so many different areas you could go. And so it was weird to have that in a in a Mario Kart course where there were, I was it was unknown platforms that I was jumping to, and so it wasn't wasn't necessarily bad, but it was just different um, for Mario Kart because normally you you see pretty much where you're going all the time. So to have like something you're just kind of blind jumps down there um, was weird, um, and I had to get used to it because it was like, oh no, where do I go? And I did fall off several times um, because of that, but. Um, but yeah, it was still, I had a lot of fun. And like you said, uh, it also it was great to have the carts moving uh, or the cars moving on uh, Coconut Mall again. Although it's weird what they're doing instead of, I mean, it was weird to start with, right? I mean, they're just moving back and forth. Like, why would cars do that? But now they're spinning. Like, I don't know what's going on with these cars. Like, moving back and forth, just spinning in place. Either way, it's weird. Um, but at least they're moving now and it it makes a lot more sense than just being stationary and really easy to navigate that that area so 
I didn't even replay Coconut Mall, so I had no idea they updated it. Oh, yep. But yeah, Barry let me know on Twitter as soon as uh, as soon as they uh, they posted it. Apparently, it, I think the news came out right after our last podcast when I was complaining about it or something. And and Barry's like, "Hey, look, they actually listened to us." So. <laughs> yeah, I also was testing Lakitu's capabilities on Calamari Desert. So I was like, "Well, what if I don't want to ride on the tracks?" And then like, "Nope, Lakitu, like, whoop, set you right down on the tracks." Like, well, maybe I can jump on the tracks on like the first lap and like kind of go through because there was like that ramp they can make it over the fence nope black tooth right there to stop you and put you right back on the thing like so it's i was really testing his capabilities i felt like just to make sure he couldn't uh do some n64 shenanigans but yep nice to see that it's working really good <laughs> yeah i i tried to do that too i was like ooh, n64 let's go no <laughs> nope nope so i think we're pretty much all in agreement um you should get this booster pass for sure. Um, I mean, just based on what we've gotten already and so many more promised levels uh, to come, uh, it's a great deal. Um, but I think my recommendation is just become an expansion pack um, member and you get it all thrown in and so much more. Um, Barry, Greg, anything else you want to say about the uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, DLC before we move on? Let's hope we don't have to wait just long wait. for the next one. <laughs> Yeah, I was about. I was ready to say I was hoping that we could at least get another wave, if not two waves, before the end of the year. But I'm thinking we're only getting three waves per year because it's six waves and all throughout all to the end of next year. So, yeah, that that does make sense. So, well, let's move on to some news, and uh, it's been a fairly light couple weeks uh, since our last episode, but there were uh, a few different things that came out over over the last couple of weeks that we want to get into and make sure that you guys know about, uh, and then we can kind of discuss them a little bit. Uh, so Greg, uh, tell us a little bit about the Pokemon Presents presentation that happened on August 3rd. Okay, so they announced that the Pokemon World Championships will be pretty much over my birthday weekend, this weekend, from August 18th to the 21st. Um, so pretty much you can sign up to enter into the championship and hopefully to win some fun prizes and trophies and whatnot. Um, for Scarlet and Violet, we got to see more of the legendaries, uh, Karadian and Meridian. And then pretty much it's going to be more of an open world RPG style game that has three um, grand stories that they call them with one being the traditional eight gyms uh, take each of them down. And they also announced that you'd be able to do the gyms in any particular order that you want. So no longer are you like always doing the grass, then fire, then water, or whatever. You get to do the eight gyms in whatever order that you want to do them in. There's several new Pokemon like Fido and um, Satan. I'm very bad at pronouncing Pokemon names. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still new to the Pokemon series in general. Found out about the um, Terracell phenomenon, which makes Pokemon shine like gems and give them boost change their types and whatnot so you can alter like pikachu's type from electric to something else uh let's see you get also do some have some ultra beasts have come to pokemon go and there's a pokemon go fest 2022 finale which will be on august 27th with ultra beasts gathering and encounters with a mythical pokemon shaman there's gonna be some daily adventure um in incense which allows you to attract Pokemon not normally seen in your area. Uh, Pokemon Unite will be getting some new features for the first anniversary. The Pika Party All Pikachu Quick Battle. 
the author of Beast Buzz Buzz will joining Unite Battles and even more events are planned for September. And then finally, Mewtwo has returned to Pokemon Cafe Remix along with uh, Victini and Latios with Latios scheduled to appear later in the future. Nice. So a lot that they that they did cover. Um, and I don't know, I'll just jump in and say like I think you know it's a lot there, but um, but at this point I'm just like bring on Scarlet and Violet. Let me play those. And um, then the rest of the stuff was like, okay, uh, eh, eh. <laughs> like it's fun. It's exciting. I'm, I'm glad they're still moving forward with all this Pokemon stuff, all the go things. Um, that's really exciting. I, if I still played it, um, it's every time they announce something, I'm like, mm, should I get back into Pokemon go again? And then I decide not to, um, but it would be cool to, uh, you know, if I was still in, in into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, the rest of the time I'm just like, eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my general thoughts. Still excited about Scarlet and Violet. And, uh, those, those are the things that really jumped out to me. Love that they're doing this whole thing with, uh, with you know fo- focusing on the the open world environment and all that stuff that, that we learned from the legends and everything i think that's that's great so very what'd you think about it uh yeah i the the pokemon scarlet violet thing is is i'm i'm really haven't been that excited for a new pokemon game even though i played like sword and shield i was excited for it but it was more like all right let's go into the grind until arceus and arceus you know, was what I was looking for in a you know Pokemon game since the N64 days, and I loved loved Arceus. I had such a blast with it that when they're like, oh yeah, like open world again and not open level, because Arceus was open worlds. You you clicked where you wanted to go and you got to go to a really big map and explore and have fun, and it was a great experience. But this is gonna be open world. That's a different beast. Uh, really excited to see how it plays, how it works. Um, so I have, I have high hopes. Uh, as for the other stuff, you know, the 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 Pika party in in Pokemon Unite's been fun and uh, definitely interesting to uh, to just have everybody be Pikachu, which makes me see that they can make all eight be the same character. And I wish they would allow that to happen because there's nothing worse than someone else picking your character before mm-hmm. you go and you go, oh, I need. I need to go as an attacker and you picked my favorite attacker and now I'm stuck. I have to pick a different attack. You know, like I want to see them allow that. It's like when street fighter two first came out, like, you know, you couldn't have two of the same until turbo. And that was one of the features. Now there could be two reuse and there could be Chun Li's. Um, so I, I'm happy that they're adding stuff and, you know, Pokemon cafe and Pokemon go not games I play, but you know what? I don't see a lot of people like, Oh, I don't care. I don't care. That's fine. It's not intended for you. It's great that they're still updating these games. It's great that they're adding stuff for those gamers. Um, they're just, that's how it should be. They're, they're giving information. Uh, they're providing information. And, and overall, I was, I was happy with it because, you know, I saw enough. Like, I don't need to see any more Scarlet Violet. I just don't. I don't need to see any more about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sold. I'm ready for the game. Uh, looking forward to November. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Yeah, I was pretty much going to say I was echoing your thoughts. Like the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet stuff is was incredible and definitely beyond excited to actually see where they go with this one. Um, I know it was like Sword and Shield was my entry point, so I didn't really get to see the, like the grind over the years of repeating that same formula, but it finally sounds like they're going in the right direction and kind of what they did with Zelda after following that formula for 
ages where you're always had to go through the same dungeon order and whatnot. It's nice to see that Pokemon's kind of going that direction as well as feels like it's more suited for that kind of game where you can just go around and explore and find different Pokemon. So I'm almost kind of surprised it took this long to get there, but also very excited to be part of it and be able to experience it with everybody else. So Scarlet and Violet, I'm beyond sold at this point. Like I'm very excited for those. Um, And then pretty much everything else is pretty much wasn't exactly for me, but it was still really cool to see that they are updating it for people that do play. I mean, no shortage of players in Pokemon Unite when I was playing um, over this past uh, podcast. It was definitely great to see that they're still supporting that and keeping that going. And obviously Pokemon Go is still going somewhat strong despite some turbulent uh, COVID times, but it's still cool that they're keeping that afloat as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, going to the uh, chat. Looks like uh, Jakester says, I'm still skeptical of Scarlet and Violet, but it does look a lot better than both Sword and Shield and Legends. Um, yeah, I, I, while I loved what I saw in Legends, I did, I, I decided not to jump into it. But, um, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure which one I'm going to get Scarlet or Violet yet, um, but definitely going to get one of those and uh, excited about the new, the new directions is going. Um, it's cool to see like they're going to have, um, you know, three different storylines and things like that. So you can do the whole traditional um, eight gym, you know, work, work through the eight gems, but there's more to the game than that. And that's, that's really exciting. I think to, to be able to explore all that and see them expanding on the game um, over the time, because people are going to still want the traditional, you know, Pokemon game that they know and love and have been playing for years and years and years, but it's so cool that they, they haven't necessarily taken that away. They're just adding to which I think is is the appropriate way to go about it. Um, so yeah, yeah. I go think ahead. I think that's something they're taking from uh, Legends as well because uh, you know Legends I feel was definitely the almost a prototype for this, and not not to say the Legends was bad because it absolutely was not. And I know the biggest gripe people have are oh the graphics don't look as you know like a PlayStation Five overclocked or whatever you know like it doesn't need to. It's about fun. And, you know, you know, I, to me, it does, I don't care um, as long as the game is fun. And it was. And Pokemon Legends didn't have gyms because it was set in the past. There were no gyms. And it was all about the Pokedex and about doing different things to fill the Pokedex. And not just catching the Pokemon, but catching enough poke of the same. And, you know, seeing them, uh, you know, use certain moves or use certain moves against them and how they react. So I'm kind of wondering if that's going to be one of the storylines they do or if that's going to be something they have in addition to uh, filling out a Pokedex in a new way. Hmm. Uh, I know some people aren't the, the happiest with this gem version because it's just like a hat, uh, sparkly and a hat versus, you know, the Mega Evolutions or, or stuff like that. I What I do want to see them come back with uh, for sure is Alpha Pokemon. Hmm. Because I thought that was from Legends. I thought that was such a really smart idea because if you have any po- any, any animal in the wild and you have a, a herd there's an alpha in the herd like that that's something from real life we've discovered there's an- alphas in it with animal groups and it's one of those where i love the fact that there was be an alpha of a pokemon that, with the lesser ones around it and if you caught that one it was stronger uh you know it made you really want to go for it and the stats were still random um, you can still get a shiny alpha. You can get ones with good IVs or bad IVs, uh, different temperaments. That's fine. But to me, that's very realistic. 
and it made it when you when you saw an alpha it was like oh oh god you know like am i going to be able to take this like it was actually something of an, ex an exciting thing to discover mm -hmm. um because they were static they were, they were if you found an alpha location it would always spawn there uh, so you had to make mental notes where where are the alphas going to spawn and, and some of them are very hard to catch so mm -hmm. i real even because this is open world again i'd like to see alphas come back yeah that would make sense for sure well, yeah, uh, if you guys have thoughts about uh, Pokemon, let us know in the, the chat. Also, uh, let us know after the fact in the comments as well. But uh, yeah, I think um, it's going to be exciting November when it, it launches on November 18th. Um, so we got a couple months left. But, uh, but yeah, as you guys get ready for uh, Scarlet and Violet to hit, yeah, we got all these other additions to their other Pokemon games like um, Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Cafe Remix, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Unite. So uh, lots of Pokemon stuff to keep you busy until November 18th for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to, excited to get into another Pokemon game. It's been it's been a while, I think, since I've like fully dived into one, and uh, I'm excited to to do to do that this November. Uh, let's move on to our next story that we're going to be talking about tonight, and uh, we got some we got some financial results that uh, Barry's going to tell us all about. Yeah, so the switch is. Uh... Oh, to say it's selling crazy would be a uh, understatement. It's now over 111 million units. <clears throat> so for the first quarter, uh, it sold 3.43 million. Uh, that's across the Switch family. So 1.32 for the original, 1.52 for the OLED, and 0.59 for the light. Uh, what's really interesting about this is that it's closing in on the PlayStation 4. And Sony has just announced that they are no longer reporting PlayStation 4, mm. which means they're they're ending production. I think PlayStation 4 is at 117 million. So the Switch is very likely and most likely going to surpass it. And it's crazy to think that it's so close. It's only 7.61 million units away from outselling the Game Boy slash Game Boy Color. Uh, I still think they should be separated. Uh, I count them as two different systems, but the MPD doesn't. Uh, and the fact is the Switch, very likely, if it passes Game Boy and Game Boy Color, which I don't see why it wouldn't, it will become the third best-selling game console of all time, just behind the PS2 and the DS. PS2 sitting at 155 million, and the DS is at 154.02. So it's got a little bit of ways to go before it reaches that. However, depending on how Nintendo handles the Switch. You know, looking ahead at next year, we've got Breath of the Wild 2. We know that's going to move some units. Uh, we still have the holidays, you know, for this year. We've got games like Splatoon 3, Pokemon. These are these are games that are going to move platforms. Uh, we very well could see Switch take number one, depending on how long Nintendo wants to last Switch. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy right now. Um, they also talked a little bit about software. Um, so some notable things. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sold 1.48 million for a total of 46.82 lifetime sales, which is crazy. Kirby and the Forgotten Land sold 1.88 million with a 4.53 million lifetime. Uh, that's fantastic for Kirby. Mario Strikers Battle League debuted at 1.91 million. And Switch Sports debuted at 4.45 million. Uh, you know, that's, that's just insane. And if Forgotten Land continues selling, it's only 600,000 units away from becoming the best-selling Kirby game since the original one, 
which was uh, 5.13 million. Uh, truly, truly phenomenal numbers for Nintendo. Uh, this industry is absolutely not dead. Uh, what do you guys think about these uh, these stellar numbers overall? Yeah, I think uh, it, it's it's exciting to see possibly where they're going. Um, you know, I I thought it might take them a little longer, but they're just keep climbing the charts, even though you know it's down you know, overall year over year, but it's still, they're still selling that crazy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, see what they do for the future, I think is the, the big, the big question of, you know, are they going to switch it up? No pun intended. Um, or are they going to, um, or are they going to, you know, just stick with this and, and have another number that says, you know, switch to slash switch pro or switch color, you know, whatever, uh, the crazy name name they come up with but yeah they're going to combine those numbers how's that all going to go down um if they do i feel like it's going to totally just smash everything in the competition and if they if those numbers get to be combined like they did the game boy and game boy killer um if not yeah and and at the same time i think we've talked about this numerous times before but it's like does Nintendo care? Like we look at this as, and it's like, Oh, we're, are they going to take the charts? You know, what's that? How's it going to be? Oh, and like care. Nintendo's like, Hey, it's doing well. I don't really care where it ends up. We're, we're making money. They're selling like crazy. Like we release another one. Who cares? We cannibalize our own sales for another, you know, system that's also going to be in the top three eventually. So, I mean, I think, I think it's safe bet to get into the top three. Yeah. But, Totally. Um, the thing, other thing that stood out to me was the software sales. I mean, that those are great numbers, even though like it's down in general, like those are some solid numbers. Uh, like I, it really surprised me that switch sports is sold, sold so well. It surprised me that, uh, Mario strikers sold so well, even though it's, you know, only like about 30% of the final game. Um, you know, <laughs> things like that, like that's, that's really cool to, to see, you know, well past a million. Like there was a, there was a big season of time. Wii U per- period where we were like, it was awesome if a game's got to a million sold, but now we're seeing games debut, you know, 4.45 million. That's, that's pretty incredible. Um, oh, Greg, what do you think? I want to see Xenoblade numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I, Definitely really like the attach rate because I think like even though the Wii was super high in the charts, like Mario Kart Wii was like the highest selling and that was only like 16 million or whatever. So it's like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is almost nearly every one and two switches like they somebody has Mario Kart 8. Like Mario Kart Wii was like at least 32 million. Oh, was it? But yeah, but it's this is like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is at least closer to 50% of pretty much every Switch owner like every other switch owner nearly has Mario Kart eight deluxe basically. Yeah. I think Mario Kart eight was down considerably just because of Wii U, but, but, uh, we sold Mario Kart. We Mario Kart. Wii was 37.32 million. Okay. Well, yeah. Then the Wii's total Wii's was like over a hundred some million though. So it's only like a third one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was closer to a third of like all Wii owners had Mario Kart. Wii compared to almost nearly one and two having, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but yeah, that's really great to see that the games are going strong, and it's obviously why we don't see Mario Kart 9, and that's why it's pushed <laughs> off to the side, because Mario Kart 8 is doing so well. I mean, it definitely deserves it. It was an incredible game on Wii U, but I, it obviously way surpassed Nintendo's expectations to have lasted this long through the Switch's life cycle. 
Mm-hmm. To be fair, and, though, Mario Kart 8 need, Deluxe needs that little asterisk that's there next to that should be there with Wii Sports and and stuff because it all like the, every Black Friday, Nintendo has been pushing a bundle with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Every single one, it's the same bundle. So that does factor into why Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has done so well. So that it's not just all on its own. Yeah, but like, I mean, do you blame them? <laughs> That's well. I mean, if it works, oh, I, I think they should. I think they should add to that bundle. But yeah, still, that's true. Uh, that's one of the caveats. Like at like least they Wii give Sports you the, the, the newer. Game. At least they give you the newer Switch now, and not the, yeah. the launch one with the old battery. <laughs> but if you look at like the what is the number one most sold game of all time in terms of one version, it's Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. But that's like has a caveat because it was sold with every Wii. Yeah, at least in North America. Yeah, every yeah every, yeah North America, not in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I think that's that was that's what I was surprised about with with Switch Sports because it wasn't packed in, but it seems like people still buying it. So that's that's cool. I haven't bought it. I mean it. it is a pretty <laughs> yeah, it's that one's at least a lot more polished than like strikers. I mean, mm. I know so many people are demanding for strikers to get like a new version, but I I think we're really gonna see it like tail off like already tail off already. I think it was all the initial fans like all so excited to get it. At launch and i think now we're gonna probably see where like in that decline where like golf and even aces kind of met the similar fates before too so yeah. it's really unfortunate yeah i hope yeah because i know like what when switch launched we and we had the splatoon and we had um arms and other games like that and kind of arms still got support but it kind of yeah like trailed off but splatoon kept getting a lot more support i hope that's not the case with uh with mario strikers as a fan of that game um but but yeah i I could see what you're talking about greg it it wouldn't surprise me if they went that way even though i don't want it to happen (laughs) Well, yeah, cause, I mean, it's obviously dependent on if they're going to be able to continue to sell and if there's going to be continued interest in it. Because, I mean, it's one thing to want to be able to promise all these updates for the game, but if people aren't really going to play it, then is it really worth adding all the updates into the game? So yeah, it's like, well, we already got our money. From, we already got the money from the people that bought it. <laughs> so yep. they obviously thought it was a good value at the time. <laughs> no, I just had high hopes. It was dashed against the rocks. Uh, but uh, let's move on then uh, from sales into another presentation that happened Um, we have finally had a direct yay it was a Splatoon direct Uh, Splatoon 3 um, all focused on Splatoon 3 happened on August uh, 10th and uh, yeah I mean it was it was a good it was a good direct, but it wasn't what we had hoped uh, for. You know, we talked about, you know, a full direct, all that stuff. And no, instead we got a Splatoon 3 focused direct, which again, like it was still good. So uh, yeah, on that day, uh, we found out that Splatoon is, uh, I mean, it's going to be launching on September 9th uh, for an MSRP of fifty nine ninety nine, uh, as we all probably expected it to be. Uh, a demo is going to be available on August 18th with limited play on August 25th and a full Splatfest avail- uh, demo play uh, starting on August 27th um, until the game officially launches. And that's going to be uh, 
a splat fest against three different uh, choices, rock, paper, or scissors. Um, and uh, story mode returns if you and you are agent three discovering the secrets of Alterna, Fuzzy Ooze, and the Mammalians. And uh, that's the, the single player uh, adventure. So I know Greg's excited about single player coming back. I don't think we doubted that it was going to come back, but it was nice to know a little more about it because we haven't really up until this point, hadn't really heard much about it at all. Um, Turf War, of course, returns with new techniques like Squid Surge and Squid Roll. Salmon R Run returns and will not be a limited time uh, mode anymore. So I'm really excited about that because I really enjoyed Salmon Run, but uh, it was unfortunate that it was only limited time, uh, but no longer. Uh, they also have both new and returning battle stages. The new hosts are named the Deep cut trio and they host the anarchy splatcast so looks like even uh splatoons jumping into the podcast uh world um also uh splatfest will return uh sorry they'll return um but they're going to feature three choices and the three teams will face off in a 4v2 v2 tricolor turf war battle so that's a new thing where the uh, the winning one will be in the middle and the other two are going to be on the outsides. Uh, so three colors going on that. There's also going to be a new 1v1 competitive card battle game called Turf or sorry, Table Turf Battle um, that's been added to the game. Also, new weapons include a bow like uh, tri stinger or stringer, sorry, and the Splatana Wiper, which sends blades of ink flying and uh, when you swing the weapon. Uh, new weapons also include uh, the Tacticooler. Uh, that's a special weapon, sorry, that uh, presents your team with a refrigerator of uh, stat-boosting drinks, which is kind of odd to see, but hey, you know, they're creative. Uh, wave Breaker that unleashes sonic waves and Reef Slider that is a shark-shaped explosion-type uh, weapon. Also, Anarchy Battle Mode has players competing for ranking in uh, objective-based battles. Uh, there's a new lobby features that include 3D holograms of your friends, and you can jump into battles with them. And you can also um, uh, go back and see uh, replays of your old battles as well. Um, there's also custom drawings and messages come back. Um, and like I said, the replay area, so you can uh, watch your old battles. Uh, you can also customize your splash tag, title, background, and badge. Uh, Splatnet 3 is coming back to the Nintendo Switch smartphone app. Yay, I guess. Another reason to use that app. Um, and uh, that allows you to use uh, your smartphone uh, to check records, order in-game gear, and uh, this new feature called Krusty Sean's uh, Wonder, Wonder Crust. Wander crust, sorry. Um, and then a new amiibo features will arrive this holiday, uh, figures will arrive this holiday season, which will allow you to, um, the ability to save your in game, uh, gear combinations. And also they're going to add new amiibo and also Splatoon 2 amiibo will relaunch, uh, as well soon. And there's going to be free updates every three months for two years. And there'll be Splatoon 3 invitational tournament at PAX West starting on September 5th. So lots to cover uh, for Splatoon 3. Um, Greg, what did you think of all this information about Splatoon? It actually sounds like they're going in the right direction. It doesn't seem like it's just more of like a expansion to Splatoon 1. So it's finally like they're, we're getting a lot more levels. We're not being restricted, like with Salmon Run only being like part of the time. It's like they're listening to 
continue to add and develop stuff and move things further. So like even like you were saying, turf war was going to be like three colors now. So it's even adds a little bit more dynamic, almost like that 3d chess, like is a thing obviously. So it's very interesting to see that they're going and just expanding on some of the existing stuff and making sure to return all the, like the fan favorite stuff as well. And still like throwing in new weapons and everything too. I thought the bow was really cool. And also that like, swiper blade thing also sounded really neat as well i am kind of interested to try those out um just obviously being a zelda fan those are both like more zelda like a link weapon like a bow and like a sword type weapon so it should be pretty fun to try those both of those out yeah yeah barry what do you think uh you know i I really enjoyed splatoon and i never played splatoon 2 and i i watched this direct and i thought it was really well done uh there's a lot to it you know like and obviously a lot of it's like oh this is returning it's like well i never knew it never did it before <laughs> um is this something that i'm gonna play right away i don't know um i wouldn't play splatoon 3 without playing splatoon 2 first because i my favorite part of splatoon 1 was the story <laughs> like the the single player i really enjoyed what they did with those levels and if i did anything i'd probably open up splatoon 2 you know, download the Octo expansion because I get it for free with NSO. Play through Splatoon 2 story and Octo expansion. Nothing else. Wouldn't care about anything else. Just play through that. And then if I popped open Splatoon 3, I would just play for the story. I wouldn't care about Tier 4 or any of that other stuff. Like, it's just, I, I just prefer single player overall games mm. um, to multiplayer and to deal with, oh, this is happening now and this kind of go back and got to go back. Like, uh, this just too many games, and oh, it's unfortunate this is happening in September, and Trails from Zero is happening in September, mm. and there's no contest of which one of those I'm gonna pick. Yeah. So maybe I'll play it, maybe not this year. I don't know, but but I'm really happy for the Splatoon players. I think it looks really cool. I love what they're doing. The card battle system actually made me more excited than actual Turf War because I love <laughs> card battles. Um, I just like to see them thinking outside the box, mm-hmm. and I love that the team is able to just go crazy. Like do make, make crazy stuff and just make it happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really like Splatoon one. I have played it a lot. Um, cause I, I love, um, how, like I always liked FPS games, but I, as like call of duty and all that stuff got progressively, you know, uh, where it is today. Like I just, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I just kind of fell away from it and just I'm not into it as much. Um, but then uh, Splatoon came along and I'm like, oh, this is fun because it's easy, easy, easier entry point. And and I really fell in love with it. But then Splatoon 2 came along and I didn't play it as much um, and didn't really play much through the the single player either. Even though I love the story from one, um, I played through a few you know levels of the single player and I put it down and I haven't touched it in a long time. So. I'm glad that it's not just a enhanced version of Splatoon 2. It seems like they really have taken it and made it a full, you know, version again. Uh, but at the same time, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the single player, like you guys said. But at the same time, like, I don't, you have to be picky and choosy. Like, I think what you, what type of games like this you get into. And I think right now, you guys know, like clearly my time is mostly spent on rocket league and that kind of style of competitive game. That's like the game that I choose to go to. Um, I, in past years, smash was that game for me. Um, but 
for people that are really into Splatoon, like this, this looks like a fantastic version. And, uh, and I hope that it does hit that, that e-gaming, you know, e-sport world. Like they, I think they really want it to, I think it has a lot of potential there. Um, and, uh, but you know, we'll see, but I, I think I, I probably, I don't know. I'm out on the fence of where I lie, lie with it right now. Um, because I, I know I didn't play Splatoon two very much and like you Barry, like you didn't touch it, but I'm like, should I even get this game? Cause I'm like, I didn't play the last one very much. I'm going to waste 60 bucks on a game. That's also going to sit in my shelf again. Um, and, and not do anything. Cause I don't have a, a museum like you. So I, it was just <laughs> sit on my shelf. So <laughs> You know the you know the big difference between Splatoon one and Splatoon two. Big uh, a number. <laughs> no, not that. The Octoling. The, the, <laughs> the amount of games that you could play when Splatoon oh. one came out, we were on the Wii U, and our selection of games was very very minor, very, very very true. Low. It was a drought. It was like, oh my god, something versus the Switch. Even when yeah. Splatoon came out in the in the first year, there were other games, other alternatives to play. And at this point. There's so many games to play that it's not, we're not starving at this point. That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought that Splatoon 1 came out on on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. I I needed something to play. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But yeah, I definitely have seen that over the time. I mean, because that was the same case with Mario Maker. Mario Maker was huge on Wii U because it provided like endless content and you could easily play that as a solo Wii U game, but then on Switch, it kind of tapered off much quicker because there's so many other games to play. So it's it falls in that same kind of mindset, even though it was like an earlier Switch game. I mean, it's still kind of hard to want to play the same game for months on end when there's constantly so many new ones coming out that deserve attention, that may want your attention as well. So mm-hmm. I will get three just because I enjoyed two and played the story and I didn't finish the Octo expansion, but I got most of the way there, but I would have to probably go back and finish that before three comes out. But I definitely like finished the second game story and really enjoyed it. So I am looking forward to this one and it's definitely a higher priority to me than like strikers, which I wouldn't want to (laughs) play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like in the chat, um, Jake said he didn't watch the direct, but uh, glad that they're bringing back Salmon Run um, as a non-limited mo- uh, limited time mode and um, probably his favorite mode from two and probably most likely this would be a Christmas gift. I agree. I think um, with Salmon Run coming back on a regular basis, like just being there, you can play it all the time. That might be something that gets me back into the game as well. I've, I've come to find out like I really enjoy... Um, those kind of modes where, you know, player versus, you know, a group together and you're all coming into cooperative. Um, that's really fun for me. Um, it's just kind of, you know, that sort of experience together. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but it's cool that uh, a lot of, a lot of great stuff is coming, uh, to, um, to Splatoon three and, uh, yeah, we're not going to have to wait very much longer at the very least jump on the demo that is coming out really soon and uh, playing that first Splatfest. I mean, it's all free to, to jump in all that at the beginning and you can see if you like the game or not. So I'm glad to see they're doing stuff like that as well. All right, well, let's jump into some headlines before we move on. We got four different stories. Uh, we want to just make sure that we highlight tonight and uh, make sure that you guys know what is going on. So um, yeah, uh, 
Barry, kick us off with uh, what's going on. Yeah, so uh, just announced uh, in September, uh, Disney's going to hold their annual D23 Expo. And they've announced for September 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern, they're going to have a giant Disney and Marvel games showcase. Uh, We have no idea what games exactly will be shown off, but there's this, you know, is there going to be brand new games? Is it going to be set around the Disney Plus stuff? Are we going to see, you know, new Marvel characters? New Like, we don't know what, what to expect, but, you know, there's a lot of hype around this. You know, I don't know if they're still working with Square Enix after what happened with Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. So there could be brand new partnerships. Uh, so a lot of people are hyped about what what could be shown off. Uh, so just set your calendars and, and mark them and get ready to go because uh, we'll see when D23 kicks off, September 9th. On the unfortunate side of things, the emergency services were contacted for Nintendo headquarters in Japan. So pretty much an article shared on uh, Video Game Chronicle states that a fire was reported at 1 p.m. local time on the 15th of August. Police were at the um, scene and some furniture was damaged in one room one room on the building's third floor, but nothing significant. Thankfully, there were no injuries or anything reported at the time of the writing either. There was a number of fire engines that showed up at the Kyoto building and after employees actually were able to put out the fire themselves. So that was very scary to hear about that. And thankfully that sounds like everyone remained safe and everything went pretty well and was handled uh, efficiently over there. Well, let's go Mike positive, positive. Let's let's get away from the negative. And if you can't wait till September 9th for the D23 Expo uh, showcase, there's another showcase that's happening much sooner. In fact, it's happening this week on August 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Sunsoft is holding a virtual event. Uh, You might not have heard of Sunsoft or it might have been a long time since you've heard from them. Uh, They've been a publisher and a developer uh, for for a very long time. Uh, They have stated... And I quote, although we have been quiet for some time, many things have been happening behind the scenes. And uh, we are very excited to be able to finally share our vision for the rebirth of Sunsoft with fans old and new. Sunsoft has had a game on the Switch, uh, so it would be interesting to see how many more games they're bringing. They're going to bring their old catalog back. They're going to bring new stuff or remakes. Uh, So I guess we're just going to have to tune in and see on August 18th. And finally, kind of breaking news, Nintendo just tweeted out not too long ago uh, that uh, we're getting another Nintendo 64 game coming to the Nintendo Switch, and it's another than the Wave Race. Wave Race 64 is coming to the Switch uh, expansion pack on August 19th. So if you are a Nintendo Switch expansion pack uh, member uh, subscriber, then you're going to be able to play Wave Race 64 on August 19th. That was one of my favorite 64 games. So cool to, to see that coming back. Uh, Barry, any thoughts on any of these stories? Uh, I mean, it's, the fire thing sucks, but I'm glad it was just one room and, and just some furniture damage. Uh, when I saw the article, I was like, oh my God, like at first I was like, oh God, you know, like, what's, what the, the priceless treasures? Are people alive? What's going on? But thankfully it was nothing major. Uh, a little small electrical fire and hopefully, you know, it's it won't happen again. Uh, as for this stuff, I'm super excited. I love Wave Race 64. It was one of the first 64 games I played because it was it was you know I think November or December that year uh, that it came out and just it blew me away. Just the physics and just how much fun. And I still 
I still quote Wave Race 64 to this day. Um, it's just so good. So I'm, I'm really hyped to just mess around with that again. And then uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Sunsoft has to showcase this, this uh, week. And, uh, you know, I don't play many Disney or Marvel games, but I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to show off in September. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Yeah, obviously the fire thing was uh, unfortunate and glad it was pretty minimal and it was just furniture, obviously, and glad everyone, all the people and everything were fine. Um, but I, obviously on the happier notes, like it's pretty cool to see Wave Race coming. I did rent it from Blockbuster quite a number of times just because I had enjoyed playing it, never enough to actually buy and own it. So it would be nice to be able to revisit through that some more. And it's coming out on my birthday, so it's happy birthday to me. <laughs> Um, Nintendo. Heard. That's why they they released that, that tweet during the podcast recording. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I feel like now that we're starting to get like like NSO tweets like during like our podcast, like I think we're synced up with them for NSO updates now. But, that's right. Um, <laughs> no longer Nintendo directs. Now we're just getting NSO updates. <laughs> um, but in terms of Sunsoft, I don't really know too much about like like their history and stuff. But we going to need to see what kind of stuff they bring out there. Um, the Disney thing does sound kind of interesting because I know the Disney games kind of always go in between studios and Disney always like, oh, we'll shut down studios or now we'll create new studios. Now we'll outsource to studios. Now we'll create new studios. Now we'll shut those down again. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see where they'll go this time around. And hopefully it might be in like an epic Mickey 3. I mean, I'd be totally down to see something like that. Mm. That would be pretty incredible. Or like a Epic Mickey collection with one and two on it for Switch. That'd be really cool too. But yeah, I don't know where Disney will be going after now. So we'll have to wait and see. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, same sentiments about the fire. Glad that no one's, uh, everything's okay and, and everyone's okay. Uh, more importantly, everyone's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I remember like I was telling Barry early before we started recording when I saw the Sunsoft news, it was like, wait, there's still a thing. Um, so that's, that's cool to see them, uh, coming back and hopefully, you know, uh, be a relaunch that, uh, would be really exciting as well. Um, wave race, like I said, is exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm actually really excited about what Disney's going to announce. Um, I am interested very heavily like like you said greg it's always confusing about where they're going with their gaming uh world sometimes yeah they're they're all over the place but man thoughts of a of a a new epic mickey game sounds really awesome thoughts of bringing those back i i probably won't buy them again but it'd be really cool to uh you know like to have them because i already have them i don't i don't often double dip with with games but um it totally would make sense to if they're going to bring you know epic, epic mickey 3 to also bring you know remastered versions of one and two um that'd be really cool and i'm just i'm just hoping for disney infinity to come back that's that's my that's my dream um because i have a huge box of infinity characters downstairs that they're just sitting there so it'd be great to be able to use them again and uh and i just loved seeing what people created in in that game um so i know a lot of people would be excited about infinity to come back but we'll we'll see you know it's possible they don't usually have a game showcase at their big show so they're doing this you know it's for not just going to announce one game like they would just do a trailer they're doing a showcase which means they've got a lot to announce and big stuff and and as for your statement there steve how it would make sense if they're going to do an epic 
E3, it would totally make sense for them to bring one and two. You know, we saw this with like Bayonetta 3 with one and two. Yeah, well, but how come Nintendo doesn't always get this memo? Like Pikmin 3, where's Pikmin 1 and 2? Like, it, it makes sense. Metroid Prime 4, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. It, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But but now that we know that they are timing things according to the podcast, maybe they're actually listening to us. They brought back the moving cars in Coconut Mall. So yeah. here we're pleading with you, Nintendo. Come on. <laughs> you want to make some money? Re-release your games and package deals and we will buy them like people will buy them. They want them. Barry at least will buy them. He needs them for his museum. So <laughs> like, give him more reason to build more shelves. Come on, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> You might even buy two copies, one for the shelf and one to play. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I don't I don't go for sealed games. I'll open and play. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's We're move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on soon to uh, what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. But before we do that, just one more reminder. If you have not subscribed to us on or followed us on Twitter, we're at Nintendo Fuse. Please do that. Um, and also join our Discord. Um, we have this growing community over there. We absolutely love connecting with all of you. And we'd love for uh, you to jump in our Discord as well. All those links are going to be in the show notes, the YouTube description. And uh, yeah, just click on those. Head over there and we would love to connect with you there. Um, also, if you've not subscribed to uh, Nintendo Fuse podcast on your favorite podcast app, we just encourage you to do that and also share it with other gamers that are out there that in your life that you think would also enjoy this kind of content. And uh, if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit that like button, the share button, the subscribe button, the bell. I think that's all the buttons. Hit them all, except for the dislike button. Don't hit that one. You don't want to dislike it. Um, but all the other buttons, hit those. And uh, we're very grateful for that. Um, but uh, yeah, let's look at what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, our next podcast is going to be recorded on August 29th. Um, so it gives us uh, a couple of weeks for for more games. Um, and so we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, scrolling all the, the games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks, thanks to Metacritic and their list for us. Um, so if you're watching the video version, you'll see those scrolling on the screen. A couple of the big notable games that, that uh, stood out to me were Curry, Kirby's Dream Buffet coming out on August 17th. Pac-Man World Repack comes out on August 26th. And right after our next podcast is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection on August 30th. So, uh, Barry, any of these games uh, or more that you're hoping to play over the next couple of weeks? Um, my main goals over the next is to do Euro Kill and uh, finish that up. Uh, I just started, but you know, I plan to to finish that. And if I finish that, um, depending, I might do Pac-Man World. Uh, I only did the second one. Uh, first one looks good from the remake, so I might might mess around with that. Um, I might mess around with uh, Splatoon 2 story. Maybe I'll be like, yeah, right, let me go get that knocked out before, because um, I don't think it's going to take too long to do that story. Um, but it also depends on when Final Fantasy 14 patch 6.2 drops in August. So most likely that's going to take priority, uh, at least until I do the new content, the new raids, the new story. Um, so those are my main shots at you know Turtles Cowabunga collection. Uh, you know, I, I might dive into that and mess around when it comes out just to relive my childhood. But at the same time, I'm, I'm found beat em ups to be a little more on the boring side. Uh, I just I just get tired of the same thing over and over. Whereas a kid, I loved it. Um, but I might do it for like the Game Boy games. I only really did Fall of the Foot Clan as a kid. That was the only one I officially owned. And while I own them all now, I just 
really haven't booted them up. So I might go ahead and do that just because it's, it's something I haven't done before as opposed to replaying games that I've beaten a ton of times. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, Jakester says he's going to be starting Metroid Prime 3 this week and looking forward to doing more Dream Team, uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, Mario Galaxy, and Triangle Strategy. So yeah, if you haven't let us know in the chat what you guys are hoping to play over the next couple of weeks, please let us know. Um, how about you, Greg? Yeah, I'll probably be more just items off the backlog. I did get um, Kirby Star Allies to work on and hopefully can make some more progress there. And then there's some other games I want to jump back into. I mean, I would like to do more like Fallen Angel, as I said before. And then I also want to, there's some other games I have been putting off playing too that I have from like Premium that we've already released and whatnot, like Phenotopia Awakening and some other ones that I haven't uh, really dove too deep into. So I'm really hoping to get some more time on those once I get through some of like, the necessary ones for upcoming like game chats and other stuff that we have going on there. But probably Cowbunga Collection will probably be the next one that I purchase and kind of excited to replay the NES Turtles 1 game again. So <laughs> probably one one person that will probably that'll be like the one that I boot up first, but I I forgot that about you that you like that one better. Yeah, like you're, you're <laughs> one of the few that are going to boot boot that one up first. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I did just watch like a interesting YouTube video on like the water level from that game and just like how bad like oh, the damn. programming and code and stuff was. But it's I don't know. It's, I'm still kind of excited to replay that first game again and trying to see if I can beat it like i did it back in college so it's i don't know there's something weird like i just really enjoy the, like that kind of style game even though it's like brutally difficult unnecessarily so and but i feel like the cheats are there like you can refill the pizza and any of the different sewers and it's a lot of fun to me i don't know it's just <laughs> very one of those games that really hits hard nostalgically yeah that makes sense yeah there's a lot of nostalgia there too for me, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind the game. I don't like it's not my favorite, but it's I don't hate the game at all. And yeah, there's a ton of nostalgia because, you know, when it came out and like I was just really super happy to have turtles on my Nintendo. Like that was awesome. Um, I didn't care that it what didn't look like, you know, the one in the arcade. Um, and eventually when we got that one, I was even more excited. But, but yeah, it's just cool to play turtles on my Nintendo. Yeah, but that was really cool. And that's. Hopefully I might play some more Shredder's Revenge. I don't know. I'll see if time allows, but nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I will probably continue to, uh, you know, I'll obviously plug away in, on Rocket League and and stuff like that. Um, probably could maybe get a little more time with Fallen Angel. We'll see if I actually beat it before uh, next podcast. Um, I'm not going to have a ton of time to to dive into like some any like big significant games over the next couple of weeks. But I did uh, recently, actually just last night, um, picked up or downloaded, didn't really pick up, uh, downloaded two games that were on the eShop that were free. Um, have you guys heard of Cyber Protocol Prologue? Or one, or sorry, Punch Man, not One Punch Man, not like the anime, this is just Punch Man. Um, both of those are free on the eShop, so I downloaded those, so I'll probably check those oh, out. Yeah. It may be like, you know, a five minute experience, um, but I figured I'd go ahead and download them since they're free. But yeah, Cyber Protocol, Prologue, and Punch Man. So yeah, I'll let you guys know what I what I think on the next episode. Um, like I said, it might be only five minutes of experience, but hey, they were free. So 
<laughs> Why not? You get your money's worth. That's right. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Before we wrap up today, uh, yeah, Greg, anything in, going on in your world over the next couple of weeks that you want to let our community know about? Um, yeah, as a uh, person that works for Premium, like you, you've known that uh, Rack and Ruin will be up and coming. So I'm going to be trying to contact some more game stores to hopefully try to carry more of Premium's products over the, the time. So obviously, if you're interested in some of the games, be sure to check out the website and get some pre-orders in for Rack and Ruin. It's a very incredible game, and hopefully um, you get the opportunity to enjoy it because it's a very well-designed um, game that plays very smoothly. Cool, cool, and that was uh, kind of a surprise that you guys uh, launched that. I don't, no one, no one really saw yep. that coming, right? Yep. Cool, cool. Yeah, that was a that was a shadow drop. <laughs> nice, nice. You're you're falling in in the uh, you know the footsteps of Nintendo, doing a lot of shadow drops this summer. <laughs> oh. Barry, what's going on in your world? Uh, yeah, other than the yeah, obviously Rack and Ruin being up for pre-order right now, uh, so definitely go check that out. Uh, I will, right before our next podcast, I'm actually going to be at a show. Uh, so I will be at Retro World Expo, which is uh, August 27th to the 28th. That's in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, so I will be over there uh, with uh, our good buddy Joe, our marketing manager at uh, Premium, but also the head of Video Games Monthly. Uh, we do have a panel uh, Saturday night. I believe it's at 5 p.m. So if you're going to be in the Hartford area, you're going to go to Retro World, please come by the Premium Edition booth. Come say hi. I'd love to chat with you. Let, let me know. Hey, you know, I, I, I listen or watch Nintendo Fuse. Uh, it'd be awesome just to talk. Um, so look, very much looking forward to that and hanging out with some people again. And and uh, hopefully I, I don't get sick this time and I could actually make this show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's my main thing other than you know, just stuff around the house and work and talking with developers. We, you know, met with some developers last week. I'm meeting again with more developers this week and just getting to, you know, just make our, our small little mark in the gaming industry is always mm -hmm. fun. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I am going to be pretty busy over the next couple of weeks, but, um, you know, probably not a whole lot of, uh, hopefully we'll get some video game stuff in, uh, for sure. At least, you know, a couple minutes of those other free games. Um, but, uh, before we do wrap up, I want to remind you guys, uh, if you want to support Nintendo Fuse, uh, if you have not, uh, done so, you know, to subscribe and all that stuff and share it, but also we have a couple other, uh, ways for you to directly support us. We do have merch. Um, so if you ever want to buy some Nintendo Fuse merch, you can head to the link in our show notes, the YouTube description, also directly on NintendoFuse.com. We have a link there for our merch and you can head over there and uh, a portion of that goes directly to us. And also uh, we are an affiliate with uh, Ripped Apparel and uh, the link for that is also in our show notes and uh, in the YouTube description. And a portion of what you buy over at Ripped Apparel uh, goes to us as well. They've got some awesome video game related uh, merchandise, some shirts over there, um, but also a bunch of other things too it's kind of a, a cool uh site that has kind of a, a mashing up of several different things so some of you that watched the video version you saw um i have a, a shirt that's dr mario so it's dr strange and mario put together um so they have a lot of stuff like that that's that's over there and uh so if you'd like to buy some cool merch and also support us here at nintendo fuse you can head to that link 
Um, but thanks, thanks to Ripped Apparel and uh, thanks to all of you for being here for another episode of the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Like I said, uh, our next live recording is going to be on August 29th. Uh, we'd love for you to join us in the live chat, both on YouTube and Twitch. And uh, yeah, share this with others that you think would enjoy um, hearing all about video games and especially Nintendo news and reviews and all that sort of thing. But uh, until next time, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.